You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I'm Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com. And I'm Michael Swain of Fog.net. This is a replay of WIBW show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat and JF fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Berg's Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com. And the man across the studio from me is Michael Swain of Fog.net. I believe I saw the University of Kansas win a road basketball game yesterday. Oh my gosh, a pig just flew. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't think that's how that works. I, I think they, they normally do that, don't they? Well, not this year, Fitz. Oh, okay. It's been a bit of a struggle this year oh, okay. so far. It's for everyone. <laughs> you can interact with us on social media at facebook.com slash the drive show, on Twitter at the drive 13. And of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode of The Drive, you can listen to an audio-only version that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at gopowercat.com and fog.net. And we start things off with our two-minute drill. This first segment of the two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt's Your Work Boot Center. At long last, Kansas snapped its road losing streak in the Big 12 with a win over Oklahoma. Michael, did Kansas save its season on Saturday? This sounds like a theme of the week. Yeah, this has been a, a, a hot topic among KU fans since the end of the game. And I think there are some reasons to believe that, at least for Kansas' Big 12 season, that Kansas can get its way back into the mix. Now, I think you look at the first 18 minutes of this game, fits, and it was like every other road game we've seen from KU in Big 12 play, where the opposing team has gone crazy from three. Oklahoma went seven of 12 from behind the arc, and they entered the game making about six and a half threes per game over the last 11 games. So it was not looking good for KU, but then all of a sudden, KU made an adjustment at halftime. They changed their ball screen defense, and as a result in the second half, they really turned things up defensively. Oklahoma made just four shots from the field in the final 20 minutes of action, one for 11 from three. That's the type of adjustment, I think, defensively for Kansas uh, that they've been needing because teams have been going crazy from three against them in these road games. And I think something that's underrated here is the toughness I think KU showed where in the second half, guys were fighting to get to the rim, fighting to draw fouls. And KU did not get to, to the free throw line in the first half. And you got to remember that Bill Self questioned KU's toughness during his press conference on Thursday leading into this game, saying that was one of the key reasons why maybe KU wasn't winning so many road games. Well, I think that second half was kind of a vintage KU performance on the road that we've seen from these KU teams in the past that have gone on to win the Big 12 title. So overall, you're looking at this team, they get the week off, 
they get Kevin McCullough uh, a week of rest. Guys like Hunter Dickinson, Dewan Harris, they get time off now too. And so they can reset before this home stretch. But for KU, I think there's so many positive signs you saw in those final 20 minutes that if they are able to carry that over, then yeah, the season is saved and KU will be able to compete um, for a Big 12 title. And I think in the long run, some of those things we saw will help them compete for the Big 12 tournament title and then again in March. How's the health of the team? They're getting better. I think this week off is really, really going to help them. Guys like Hunter Dickinson have been fighting through some you know, niggles and little injuries that haven't made him miss a game, but they contribute to him maybe not being super effective. Yeah, I think KU getting a, the, their off week, their midweek bye this late in the season is a great benefit. It paid a price early, but now this, these games are more important. They just are. Totally. Well, Kansas State lost another home game falling 75-272 to TCU. The Wildcats have now lost six of their last seven. So Fitz, are the Wildcats NCAA tournament hopes dead? Not quite, not quite, but pretty much. Uh, Yeah, K-State needs to do some things that they haven't done this season starting right now, starting Monday night at Texas. Uh, And that's when on the road. They did it early in their first game at West Virginia, and they haven't done it since. And honestly, you know, with the exception here and there, they haven't been that competitive as of late on the road. They need to show up and play really good basketball at Texas. Because oddly, while everyone's been so good at home, Texas actually has struggled at times at home, as Kansas State has now. They've lost two in the conference at home. Uh, This K-State team, though, can't get past its flaws. It turned the ball over on its first possession. With light pressure, they threw the ball over someone's head and out of bounds. I mean, they just can't hone in on being more careful with the basketball, valuing possessions, trying to score uh, earlier in the shot clock by attacking. Uh, They just can't get over their problems, Michael. And it's been very frustrating to watch. The crowd was great. They stuck with the team. And there was a number of times when I thought K-State might be on the verge of getting blown out. But early in the game, K-State was up 14-4 at the 12 under-12 timeout of the first half. And it seemed like K-State was going to have one of those days. TCU couldn't get the ball to drop, and everything K-State was doing was working, except they weren't quite scoring enough, and they paid the price because what did they do out of that timeout? Well, over the next six minutes, they gave an 11-0 run up to TCU, and and the game completely changed from there. In fact, TCU got up by 10 in the second half, and K-State fought back and got it tied until the three-point shot at the buzzer won the game for the Frogs. And I wonder if Jamie Dixon was genuinely worried about going to overtime against Jerome Tang since he's never lost a game like that. What's funny is when we walked into the arena on Saturday morning, I thought, I have a feeling this game's going to go in overtime. And thankfully it didn't, but although K-State lost. Man, Michael, they're just, they, they're just not cut out. They're not defined enough of what they want to do and have the ability and skill sets to do it. Uh, they are sinking fast in the Big 12 as of right now. They are not getting a buy uh, in the tournament. They're going to be playing on that first day. Well, if I think you look at a lot of Big 12 teams that have been consistent this season, even if they win and lose games, right, they have identities. I'm struggling to see kind of what this team's identity is for K-State, at least in a positive sense. I agree. I totally agree. Well, the Big 12 title race is starting to come down and get into focus with a big game between Iowa State and Houston on Monday night. Uh, How do you see that game going, and how will the title race unfold? 
Yeah, it's crazy that this is gonna be a big Monday game and it's really exciting to think about. Now, Houston has been so good at home and you look at the differential uh, for Iowa State where I think some of their more poor performances have come on the road. I think this is a game that Houston is going to win, but you look at what's coming up for Houston, then they go on the road and play Baylor on Saturday. And Houston, again, has not been super consistent on the road. So Fitz, it wouldn't shock me if Houston gets a big win on Monday against Iowa State at home. And then they go and drop the ball on the road at Baylor. And all of a sudden you're looking at the race taking another turn. Now, the schedules for Iowa State and Houston are pretty light down the stretch. Iowa State's toughest games come at home where they host Oklahoma and they host BYU. Uh, Houston obviously has to go play Baylor, but they also have a string of home games. And I think in an ideal scenario for KU fans, at least they'll hope that that game Kansas at Houston on the final day of the season is going to be the one that maybe can swing the title on the final day, maybe getting a share, maybe someone wins it outright. But this title race is going to come down to the final week, and I think that's really exciting. It's crazy. Uh, Houston and I would say they're both at three losses, right? So yeah. they're they're both coming along here uh, down the stretch. Uh, Personally, I think ahead of the pace, which is, you know, we thought maybe five losses would be good enough to win. Now I think it's going to be four, uh, you know, unless unless someone just falls apart, just because uh, Houston and Iowa State both don't lose at home. Uh, and as good as KU's been at home, Houston has been better. I mean, they're just almost invincible at, at home. They just get into this feeding frenzy with their defense, and it doesn't translate to the road, which should be a big concern for the NCAA tournament. And, and I'm beginning to wonder, as many problems as teams have had on the road uh, this year, will they be good at neutral sites? What's going to shake loose for the Big 12 when they get away from home and have to go play that thing called the NCAA tournament? I guess that's a, a concern for another day. Right now, we've got some great basketball to play, and I do kind of hope that when KU wanders to Houston to end the regular season, that game has a meaning. Uh, maybe that KU can climb into a tie with a win and have the tiebreaker over Houston because they swept the series. We'll it's, see. A lot, a lot of basketball to go. Yeah. It's going to be great basketball, too. Fitz, it's almost like they made the KU-Houston game the final game of the season for a reason. Ah, I, I don't think it was by chance. <laughs> uh, now a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. All right, last week's question was, how interested are you in college football spring games? Uh, more football is great. It's got 17% of the vote. I'll watch the game. Got 13% of the vote. I'll check the highlights. Got 27%. And then the majority picked those games are meaningless, 43%. 70% basically said, nah, not for me. Yep. I was a little surprised. Here's this week's question. Who should win Big 12 Coach of the Year? There's your choices. A's Otz. B's Kelvin. C's Grant. I don't want to say all the names. I'm that lazy. I am that lazy tonight. Vote on your Twitter, our Twitter page, not your Twitter page. It doesn't have it. At the Drive 13, Michael, get us into break. Please help me. <laughs> that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill. But we'll be right back with more on KU and K-State here on The Drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. We are back and we continue our weekly two-minute drill. This segment of the two-minute drill is sponsored by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. Well, the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee did its bracket preview on Saturday, and Kansas was a number two seed. What do you think this says about KU's season? I think it per you know, probably perfectly represents what KU's yeah. been this season. One of the best teams in the country, but maybe not the most consistent to where they deserve a number one seed. Fitz, there's some really interesting research that's been done by us at 24-7 Sports where you see that in the past, there's only one number one seed in this bracket preview that has not ended up being a number one seed. So it's gonna be really hard for Kansas over the final weeks of the season to jump up to that number one seed line. Now, what Kansas can do is move up as high as possible along that two seed line. And for that to happen, KU's got some big games coming up where they can make a statement. You look at this home game next Saturday against Texas, that's gonna be a huge opportunity. But I look at these road games against Baylor and Houston. If KU is able to run the table and win those games against Baylor and Houston on the road, in addition to BYU, Texas, K-State, KU's got to be knocking on the door for a number one seed, and if not, the number one two seed. Now, you also got to go back to non-conference play and the games that KU played back in 2023, where you look at the win over Tennessee on very little rest. You look at KU beating UConn, which has looked unstoppable this season once again. KU got a win over that team. And so you also think about the Kentucky game. And so all these things come together to create a really compelling resume for KU where they played the sixth toughest schedule in college basketball. And look, you're gonna lose games along the way. I don't think KU's been the most convincing team ever, but I think this team probably fits in at that two seed line. And here's a little bit of a fun fact for you, Fitz. KU's been a one seed a lot lately. KU's not been a two seed specifically since 2015. Huh. I thought that was really interesting where KU's basically been either one of the best teams in the country and a number one seed, or they've lost the Big 12, kind of been in that three or four seed range too. So just some interesting stuff. And I think for KU overall, like, look, you're gonna judge the season on the amount of rings you get. And you get those from the Big 12 regular season, the Big 12 tournament, and the NCAA tournament. I can't guarantee that Kansas is going to get a ring or rings this season, but I think so far this team has put together a really good product and for what has been a competitive Big 12, a really competitive season. I, I'm not really worried about seedings. I cover K-State. Well, let's transition then to a, a different sport. The early football over-under win totals for the new Big 12 are out and Kansas State and Utah are projected as the leaders and the top two teams with win totals of nine and a half. Fitz, your thoughts and would you bet either one? Look, for a lot of years, Vegas hasn't caught up on K-State. They have under-projected K-State for many years. I think they went over here, but I don't know. It's, it's a, a line that puts me in that uncomfortable position, which means to me it's a good line. It's exactly appropriate. Um, are, are they a nine-win team or fewer in the regular season? Uh, Maybe. Could they win 10 or 11? Possibly. There's so many unknowns in this conference, Michael, it's hard to figure out. Uh, but I did think it was interesting that when the people that actually back up and do this for a living and project records, you know, not just based on gut feeling, but actually on, on 
science. I mean, they've got systems that they boil this down to that Utah and K-State, two teams that don't play each other next season in the regular season, are projected to be in Dallas for the championship game. I thought that was interesting, and I think that would be a fun game. Mm. Kansas State could be really good next year. They really could. They return a lot. Uh, Avery Johnson is electric, and and people are really optimistic about it. Uh, But then again, let's just throw this out there, and I hate to even bring it up. What if Avery Johnson gets injured? I mean, he's not a real big quarterback, and he's planning to run the ball a lot. What if he doesn't make it through the season because that quarterback room's gone from pretty deep and talented to pretty shallow. I mean, they don't have a lot of experience in that room, uh, including the starting quarterback, Avery. So I I think that's what makes me most uneasy about things is sometimes, like Utah had this season, things just go awry. You have injuries all over the field in quarterback position, and you got to fight through them, and the Utes did it masterfully, even though they didn't have the type of season they wanted. Kansas State uh, went through some things last year and came out the other side and didn't quite finish the way they wanted to. So I think nine and a half is something I wouldn't touch just because there's so many variables here that it feels like the negative things are more likely to happen to get them under that nine and a half. But if it's nine wins, oh darn, I'll take it. Yeah, Fitz, uh, I have another thought here. Who the heck does Utah play next year? They don't play KU, they don't play K-State. Like, you're looking at some of the better teams in the conference for the Big 12 next year, and Utah doesn't play them. No, that's really interesting to think about, right? Very friendly schedule for the newbies. I mean, it really is. And now we step out of bounds, and out of bounds is going to bring me great joy. But it's also brought to you by Dara's Corner Market. We love local, and we are local for you. Michael's talk for a little bit, and then I'll talk more. Fitz, the big game happened last week, and my 49ers lost. I'm going to go sit over in the corner and cry as you brag about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. So I'll He is that. amazing. Uh, he is amazing. Uh, and I think the disturbing news for the rest of the NFL was this was a down year. The mm-hmm. Chiefs were very good. In fact, about uh, six weeks to go in the season, I tweeted, I'm not having fun watching this team. They're not playing a fun brand of football. And Andy Reid, of course, read my Twitter and said, we got to fix this. And all of a sudden, they became more of a a ground-and-pound offense. They didn't go look for that big home run all the time. They altered how they were doing things on both sides of the ball to great effect. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl not just because Patrick Mahomes is a master and led them down the field for a game-winning touchdown again. He's 7-of-7 seven seven in those situations in the NFL playoffs. It's amazing. Nobody in history of the game has ever done anything like it. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl because of the defense. The defense was that good. They were able to uh, hold things down when things weren't going well. And then Mahomes took over. Mm -hmm. It it was a fun game. It was a really good game. Uh, And I would like to say that I'm sorry that your 49ers uh, didn't win, uh, but um, they didn't didn't win. Yeah, it's all right, Fitz. I think you, you think about this, though, like, the New England Patriots, what made them such a great dynasty was the different iterations, right? When Brady was right. young, the defense was great. And then you got that season with, like, Randy Moss and their incredible offense. And then kind of at the end, it kind of went back to being a decent defense, but an offense that was dinking and dunking. Like, the fact that the Chiefs have already had, what, three different iterations? Like, I think that's a, a huge credit to the organization and just how great Mahomes is. Mahomes doesn't have the receiver weapons. And Tyler Lockett is now a free agent. The Seahawks are planning to release him. And a lot of Chiefs fans are like, that guy would be perfect for Patrick Mahomes, and I agree, he really would be. Mm-hmm. Now let's hear from our fans. Our fan question is sponsored by Medlark Retirement Away to Manhattan, where you can live your way every day. All right, our fan question this week is, Fitz, 
should we be worried that Kansas State basketball is falling apart? This comes from Kenton in Topeka, and I could say, has it already happened? Yeah, no doubt. I think, yeah, I mean, I think you're beyond worrying. Uh, it's not really about them falling apart. It's just that they are this. I think we've come to that conclusion at this point in the season. When you get this late in the year, you, as a coach once said, you are what your record says you are. And that's where K-State is. It's just not uh, competitive in the Big 12 in a way that they would like. They had some misses in the transfer portal, uh, and they've had some injuries and a notable absence from, absence from the roster. Uh, this has not gone as planned. It has gone off the rails. Uh, but it's, I don't think the program is in any jeopardy. I think a young head coach, in terms of coaching experience, being a head coach for a second year, Jerome Tang will learn from this, and they'll adjust, and they'll bring in new parts. That's the beauty of the portal, Michael. You can go out there and fix your problems in one year. It used to take a lot of recruiting to do that. Mm. Well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. When we return, we'll look at our predictions here on The Drive. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to The Drive, fueled by BriggsAuto.com. It is time to head down the home stretch of this week's show, and now let's take a look at our predictions. Predictions are brought to you by Kites. Meeting your friends at Kites since 1954. Remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page at the Drive 13 Here are last week's results. Michael, I'll buy you a beer at Kites. I am so back. No, you're not. Oh. Uh, look, we're running out of weeks here, man. I got to really stink it up, and I'm, I plan on starting. Uh, well, I already started. So anyhow, here's this week's picks. We got, uh, you know, KU's off in midweek, so they've got Texas rolling in. We've got KU as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. We'll KU win by five or more? Uh, yes, at home, I, I think yeah, so. I think Texas is kind of stinky like K-State right now. Mm. I will also take KU. Next up is BYU at Kansas State. This is also next weekend. We got BYU one and a half point favorites. I will take BYU because I think K-State is in some deep trouble. Yeah, and I just saw BYU losing on the road to Oklahoma uh-huh. State. I will take K-State. Fair. Uh, mm, mm. I don't know. There's bad words I want to say, but I can't. Our last game of the week is Houston at Baylor. We put this as a pick mm. And I'm going to take the Cougars because I'm letting Michael back into this thing. <laughs> I'll take Baylor because I like winning. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, that, that one's hard to predict, but Baylor at home is a good bet. Again, make your predictions on our Twitter page at the Drive 13 Now it's time for our On the Clock segment. On the Clock is sponsored by Carpet One. Buy local for a strong local community. We start with Michael Swain of Fog.net. 
Fitz, I've seen some talk about Kansas basketball's freshmen, Jamari McDowell and Marco Jackson. They haven't had big roles this year, and I think in the current age of college basketball rosters and recruiting, uh, people are wondering if they'll be around next year. Um, I think back a few years to guys like Frank Mason and Devontae Graham, who came in as freshmen, weren't really that good, but then developed over the course of years and were able to become uh, Kansas greats and guys that will be in the rafters one day. I hope that part of college basketball does come back where guys are willing to stick through, not playing a bunch as a freshman or sophomore, to improve at a great program um, under a great coaching staff and have the chance to then become a program legend, which not everyone's going to have a long NBA career. And I think having that sort of status at college should still hold some weight. Well, a, a funny thing happened this week during Jerome Tang's um, midweek press conference. Tyler Perry stuck his head in the room and asked Jerome Tang, is he, been hard, is he harder on Tyler Perry than Marquise Noel? And both coaches in the room said, oh, Marquise. Uh, let, let's be honest. Jerome Tang could get on his guys all he wants. But right now, I don't think there's real solutions to the problems. These guys aren't going to get better at dribbling the basketball or passing the basketball, apparently. They just are what they are. And if you've watched K-State, they aren't very good right now, unfortunately. And that's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We will see you next week, right here and all week on social media. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.